Hello and welcome to the Mountain Brook Baptist Project 119 Bible Reading Plan Podcast. I'm Mary and it's my pleasure to join you in reading God's Word. Today is Thursday, November 30th. I'm reading from the Amplified Bible today and we're making our way through the book of Mark. Today we'll read about Jesus being mocked and then about the crucifixion. And then we'll move over to Psalm 92. Beginning in Mark chapter 15, In verse 16, the soldiers led him away into the palace, that is, the praetorium, and they called together the entire Roman battalion of 600 soldiers. They dressed him up in a ranking Roman officer's robe of purple, and after twisting together a crown of thorns, they placed it on him. And they began saluting and mocking him, Hail, King of the Jews! They kept beating him on the head with the reed and spitting on him and kneeling and bowing in mock homage to him. After they had mocked him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him. And they led him out of the city to crucify him. They forced into service a passerby coming in from the countryside, Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. Then they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which is translated place of a skull. They tried to give him wine mixed with myrrh to dull the pain, but he would not take it. And they crucified him and divided up his clothes among themselves, casting lots for them to see who would take what. It was the third hour, 9 a.m., When they crucified him, the inscription of the accusation against him had been written above him, the king of the Jews. They crucified two robbers with him, one on his right and one on his left. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says he was counted with the transgressors. Those who were passing by were insulting him with abusive and insolent language, wagging their heads as a sign of contempt and saying, Ha! You who would destroy the temple and rebuild it in only three days? Save yourself by coming down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests also, along with the scribes, were ridiculing and mocking him among themselves and saying, He saved others from death. He cannot save himself. Let the Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed, the King of Israel, now come down from the cross so that we may see and believe and trust in him. Those who were crucified with him were also insulting him. Before we move on, I just want to comment that it's always difficult to read about Jesus on the cross. Two things came to the forefront of my mind today. One was that Simon of Cyrene just happened to be passing by and that Mark notes that he is the father of Alexander and Rufus. It seems as though Alexander and Rufus were part of the Christian church and perhaps, perchance, Simon of Cyrene was impacted so greatly by the witness of Jesus and all that he saw Jesus do and experience in these days that perhaps he became a follower and his children also became followers. The other thing that stuck out to me was when they tried to give Jesus wine mixed with myrrh to dull the pain. 
the immense pain of taking on the cross, not just the physical pain, but the spiritual pain of taking on all of our sins. And he felt the full effect of it. So I just want to stop and thank the Lord for giving of himself in this way. Okay, let's move on over to the Psalms, which is fitting because this is a Psalm of praise. And we do praise the Lord for what he has done for us. This um, Psalm says, a song for the Sabbath day. It is a good and delightful thing to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night. With an instrument of ten strings and with the harp, with a solemn sound on the lyre. For you, O Lord, have made me glad by your works. At the works of your hands I joyfully sing. How great are your works, O Lord! Your thoughts are very deep, beyond man's understanding. A senseless man in his crude and uncultivated state knows nothing. Nor does a self-righteous fool understand this, that though the wicked sprout up like grass and all evildoers flourish, they will be destroyed forever. But you, Lord, are on high forever. For behold, your enemies, O Lord, for behold, your enemies will perish. All who do evil will be scattered. But my horn, my emblem of strength and power, you have exalted like that of a wild ox. I am anointed with fresh oil for your service. My eye has looked on my foes. My ears hear of the evildoers who rise up against me. The righteous will flourish like a date palm, long-lived, upright, and useful. They will grow like a cedar in Lebanon, majestic and stable. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. Growing in grace, they will still thrive and bear fruit and prosper in old age. They will flourish and be vital and fresh, rich in trust and love and contentment. They are living memorials to declare that the Lord is upright and faithful to His promises. He is my rock, and there is no unrighteousness in Him. The image of Christian maturity in this psalm is intriguing and attractive. It talks about followers of God in verse 14, growing in grace, they thrive and bear fruit and prosper in old age. In verse 15, it says, they are living memorials to declare that the Lord is upright and faithful. May it be so, may it be said of each of us that we as we grow in Christian maturity, we, we seem young in the faith, vital and fresh. And may we, by our lives, declare that the Lord is good and He is faithful to keep His promises. And so we pray, Lord, that by living lives of faith in You, may we show that You are the rock and that there is no unrighteousness in You because You, Lord, are never changing You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your love never changes. Your grace is always available to us. Your power and might are reliable, and your faithfulness is always present with us. And so we thank you, and we praise you, and we pray all of this in the strong name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen.